Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Lauren Grootman with me. Lauren is a frugal living expert and the founder of IamThatLady.com. She's also married with four children. So I don't want to hear that you don't have time to build a successful business. If Lauren can do it, so can you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Lauren. Tell me how and why you started I Am That Lady and what were you doing prior to that? Well, I actually, um, before I Am That Lady, I was a drug and alcohol counselor. I actually went to college for um, criminal justice and forensic chemistry. Um, So... I wanted to kind of get into like drug research, like, you know, police officer kind of stuff. And, but then I got into drug and alcohol counseling. I did that for a few years until I got pregnant with my first son. And then, um, I, I quit that job when I was pregnant because it was just too stressful for me. And so I was a stay at home mom around that time. We got into, um, a lot of debt over, um, a few years, we got into about $40,000 worth of debt. And so I had to go back to work to kind of even make enough money to pay our bills. So I went back to work at um, a restaurant working five to six nights a week uh, as a server. And I was really stressed out. So I started using coupons to kind of be able to stay at home with my son. I kind of saw it as a way to replace my income. So uh, then I and that lady was started about three years after that, after, um, just a lot of people wanting to know how to save money. So that's kind of my background. I also uh, worked in a direct sales company kind of in between there um, and and did really well in direct sales. But uh, quit that before I went into the restaurant industry again. Okay. Now tell us what is IamThatLady.com? IamThatLady.com is a website that's dedicated to helping people enjoy life on a budget. So, you know, we hear about budgeting and, you know, that's kind of a word that scares people a lot of times. And so my goal is to help people enjoy life on a budget. So showing them how to save money in the grocery store can help them free up money to enjoy a nicer vacation. Or, you know, it's it's kind of, I want them to save on everything that they possibly can. So I have a YouTube video where I do money saving advice. I'm coming out with a few ebooks this month on couponing and how to decorate on a budget. I do online deals. I teach you I kind of what I'm known for is teaching you for to save 50% or more in the grocery store. So and, that's kind of my when, thing. And when did you start uh, I'm that lady? In 2010, June 2010. Okay. Now before that, and I don't know if you still do this, but before that, you had a coupon seminar business. Is that correct? Yep, I still do that. You still do that. So tell us, talk, talk about that. How did you get your customers? And you know, you know, how much money could you earn? How many hours did, have you put in uh, doing these types of events? And if if you could share share some of that. Yeah. Well, what I I started off doing seminars shortly after I was I quit my job as um, a server. And it was pretty much just like the mom's group that I was in wanted me to um, to teach them how to use coupons. So I, my first one was seven people in my living room. And I, you know, it was just my friends coming over and teaching them. I did them for two years free. Um, and what Free? I, 
free, yes. What I found with the free ones is that my no-show rate was, like, through the roof, like 50%. Um, I also was spending – this is before I started I Am That Lady. So I wasn't really thinking of it as a business yet. I was thinking of it, like – because I just really wanted to help people. I didn't think, like, I should charge for these or anything like that. Um, but then, finally, I realized that, you know, it takes me – it took me, like, a good 10 hours to – to plan each seminar and, and print off the materials and, you know, it was costing me money. And finally I said, Oh, I'm going to start charging $10 a person. Um, so I charge $10 a person now and, um, I get upwards of a hundred, 150 people sometimes at each seminar. So, so that could be, you know, that's a profit of a thousand dollars, $1,500 per seminar. I would say my average one is about 50 to 60 people. And so at $10 a person, um, you know, that's five, five or $600, um, for a seminar, which is two hours. So it equates to like, you know, $300 an hour, which is pretty good hourly wage. And are these in person or do you do them online as well? I do them in person. I do them in my, in my local community. Um, uh, I also write a, uh, frugal living column in my local newspaper and in a women's magazine in town. So, my goal is to really get out in the community and change the way that people in my community view their money. And so what I find is that I have, I have a very large audience, but my most loyal readers are the ones who come to my seminars, who I meet in person, who um, I can hug and talk to and look at them in the eyes. And so being out in the community is, is a huge marketing um, marketing thing for me is that I want to be able to meet my readers and get to know them. And those are the people that pass my name on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, were, was there any pushback when you went from free to charging for your seminar? Um, actually, I was worried about that. But in between when I was doing them for free and when I started charging, we actually moved. So we used to – when I first started couponing, I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then we decided to move back to my husband's hometown in upstate New York. And I had to, I sat down and I thought, okay, I know I'm going to start charging for these. So if I do this one for free right now, I'm going to get pushed back because people are going to know that they're free. So I decided at that point to, is when I, I made the switch to charging because I, it, I was kind of new in the area and people didn't know any different yet. So I made the decision to start charging then. So I didn't have any pushback and um, my first seminar here, you know, I had, I had 40 people, I think, and nobody really knew knew me and knew what I was doing yet. And then um, I Am That Lady actually started. I took the money from that seminar and started I Am That Lady. So when when you moved and then you decided to charge for, for the seminar, how did you get 40 people? That's a lot of people to get to a seminar, especially when you're new in town. How did you How do you make those connections? Well, I started, um, you know, it was my husband's hometown, so he knew people. Uh, I I was going um, to a church where he had grew, grown up with a lot of the people, so I kind of knew people that way. Uh, I also started posting a lot of my shopping trips just like on Facebook. Like when I would get a really good deal, I would post something on Facebook on, just under my personal account. And then, you know, our my friends that I did have would share those with their friends and kind of the word got out that I really knew what I was doing. So then they shared with their friends and brought other people. And I actually called up the local newspaper in the area and told them what I was doing. 
and asked if they would be willing to give away maybe a few newspaper subscriptions because, you know, coupons come in the newspaper. So I thought maybe I could work with the newspaper and they would give me some free subscriptions. So from that one phone call, they sent somebody down to do a story on me and what I did. And it was in the newspaper, too. So so I got like a big story written about me. And then that's I still do. Um, I actually do my coupon seminars right at the newspaper building now, four years later. Okay. So that's who I work with. You know, they provide the space and they do free advertising. And then I charge ten dollars per person and still make all the profit. Yeah, that's that sounds like a great idea. Now, initially, when you started, I am that lady. How did you build a following? Was it through the uh, your your seminars or was it through TV? Uh, what what were some of the tactics and strategies that you used? Well, I I've you know I've continued to do seminars. Um, I am that lady is almost four years old now. I've continued to do seminars, and so. Um, I started growing just because I was out in the local community a lot. I was doing one seminar a month. I also uh, got noticed by a local news station when when they saw my article in the paper. So I started going on TV, uh, and I still go on TV um, a few times a month. So they did a story on me on TV, and that kind of got the buzz out there. But mostly I think that, I think that the big, the way that I grew the most was by by being genuine, and people can see that I really care about what I'm doing and I care about what I'm teaching, uh, and so people were seeing these little successes, and because of that, they shared with their friends. So I think when you're running a website, giving giving your your readers a those like kind of small successes that may not seem so big to you, but to them are huge. So I tried to set it up so that they could really see a savings immediately on their grocery bill or, you know, on their cable bill or whatever I was teaching them to save on. So I think like a combination of, of all of those and being really engaging and, you know, being, being genuine about my love for teaching them that they just shared with their friends a lot. And I think that's probably where my first, you know, few thousand people came from. I mean, you, you managed to stand out in a very crowded space. Uh, you know, there is a lot of competition in, in what, what you're doing, yet you managed to stand out. What, what, was, what was some of the other reasons, or was that pretty much the, the main reason why, uh, why you managed to differentiate yourself? Well, I think I actually just did um, a reader survey. So I do reader surveys one or two times a year to kind of gauge and ask certain questions. So I just did a reader survey last month, and the question that I that I asked was, "Why do you read I Am That Lady Above Every Everyone Else?" And what I've gathered from the answers of those was that people read it because they like me. Um, I put myself out there a lot. I do a lot of videos. I do uh, posts about my family. I engage people on a personal level, and I'm, I don't have it all together, and I'm very real about the fact that, you know, this whole mothering and trying to stay on a budget and save money while you have four kids running around, it's crazy. So I'm very real about the fact that we don't all live perfect lives, and I think I think moms really grab onto that because that's my target audience um, from from what I can read. So so I think they really grab onto that, and I'm not just a coupon site. I'm not just pushing coupons. I'm teaching them how to do it effectively. I'm teaching them 
you know, some tricks and, tr- and, and tips, and then I'm teaching them how to save everywhere. And then I'm intertwining my life into it so that they can have a heart connection with me. And I think that's probably why they stick around. So do you think that uh, your audience, your readers and followers, they think because you're transparent, they think that it's doable for them as well, instead yeah. of trying to create something that's just too polished and just too perfect, uh, that may be just unattainable for them? In a way, exactly, and I and I think that there's so much of that um, in this society where people are pretending that they have you know more money than they have, and everybody is trying to keep up with the Joneses and have the perfect kids and the perfect house, and and I'm just so not about that. I just want people to feel empowered that in whatever way that they can save money, they they can do it. You know, whatever circumstance you're in, whatever lifestyle you're in, you can you can really make a very significant change in your, in your personal finances. And, and I want to be there to, to help them and answer emails and anything along the way. So currently you mentioned you still do some of the seminars, but how else do you generate revenue with I'm that lady? And, and at one point did you, did you, you know, say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to use this site to also generate other revenues. Well, um, I right now I I make a lot of money from ad ad networks so I have Google AdSense and then I use a few other like um ad networks to fill. I also have uh I get generate income from coupon prints. I do a lot of affiliate marketing and work with some affiliate companies um to help promote their products if I think that my readers like them and I do a lot of research every every month to see what people are buying and what they like and what I post, you know, whatever they buy is I know that they like it. So I post on it again. I also, um, like I said, I'm coming out with a few products this month. So those products should be out by the end of May. And that'll be a couponing 101 book and then um, a decorating on a budget book. So generating revenue through those. Um, so that's kind of my whole, I do some sponsored content, but uh, not very much of it because I really want everything that I write to be organic in nature. So if I can find a way to write about something that I also am passionate about, then I'll do some kind of sponsored content. Um, and then I'll do, uh, you know, paid campaigns with some companies. So, and then the seminars are are good too. And do you find these advertisers? I mean, you know, AdSense is... You know, I understand that part, but some of the other advertisers that you have on your side, do you seek them out or do they seek you out? How does that work? Um, I get sought out quite often, maybe once or twice a day by somebody wanting to place an ad. So I don't I don't do any private advertising right now. Um, I do work with uh, two other ad networks. One's Glam Media and one is Burst Media. So there are other ad networks that I work with to kind of fill in behind Google. Okay. Now, you also managed to get some uh, A-list publications and web properties like Oprah.com, Huffington mm-hmm. Post. What is your recommendation for other entrepreneurs that are trying to get the same kind of coverage for their businesses? What should they do? How, how did you do it? Well, um, I'm actually coming out with another ebook um, on how, how entrepreneurs can get themselves in the media, and that should be out in the end of May as well. But what what my my thing is with with media is that you need to make sure that you're developing relationships with people like I'm all about relationships. So the first thing that I did that I recommend doing is finding your 
you can go pretty much to any news station and find like the Twitter handles of the local reporters. I would follow them on Twitter and tweet them, you know, any relevant stories that come up that day. So, you know, read the headlines on, you know, CNN or Fox News or Yahoo News or whatever website you read. Find the the headlines that are appropriate to your your business and then start tweeting those to the reporters and saying, hey, I have a story idea for you. You know, what most people don't realize is being a reporter, they like, for instance, the reporter that I work with, she gets into work at nine. By 9.30, she has to have a story idea to pitch to the um, the news editor, and then they approve it, and then she has to go out and tape it and have it ready by the 5 o'clock news. So a lot of times, they get in the morning, and they have absolutely no idea what they're going to be reporting on. So by you providing content for them on a daily basis, then they're going to start to realize that you're a reputable source and a go-to person so that when they don't have a story that day, they know who to call. Okay. Um, so I would definitely recommend to, to follow up and get to know the reporters in your area and just start talking with them on, on Twitter and, and seeing with them that way. Um, so yeah, that's, I would recommend starting there. Okay. I, I also uh, looked on your Facebook page and you have 35,000 Facebook likes. So congratulations to that. Oh, that's you. a very big number. How did you how did you build uh, how did you build that many likes and w- do you have a Facebook strategy? Well, Facebook is always changing, um, as we all know, and so my strategy changes as Facebook changes. So, and I have to come up with different ways to post things and not post things. And um, my Facebook strategy, honestly, I haven't had a ton. I didn't have a ton of strategy in the beginning because. I I just I just didn't. It just kind of, you know, organically happened and and you know, cons- with my traffic that I have, my Facebook numbers are actually pretty low. Like I know a lot of other people that have half the traffic that I that I actually get to the site, but three times the Facebook fans. So, you know, I don't put so much clout, I guess in the uh the Facebook numbers that I have because I care more about the actual website numbers. But for me, Facebook is all about engaging um, the moms that that we have. So, so moms are on Facebook a lot. And so right now my strategy is to post funny comments, funny pictures, easy recipe ideas that they can, you know, whip together that day and just kind of engage them on a personal level. Like if something funny happens, you know, I have like the Facebook pages app on my iPhone. So if I'm out and about and my kid gets stuck somewhere or they did something funny, I'll take a picture and put it on Facebook and just engage them as a person, not as a business. So that's kind of really important for me to develop a community around Facebook and not just use it as advertising, but use it as a community builder. Okay. Uh, So far, uh, it sounds like, you know, everything went, perfectly since 2010 but i'm sure there has been some you know maybe some things that you tried that haven't really worked or some mistake can you talk about maybe one of the biggest mistakes that you made since you started uh i'm that lady in 2010 Mm. yeah i think probably one of the biggest mistakes is not having um a marketing calendar so i so i am that lady is almost four years old and I have been running the site for three and a half years by myself while raising four kids. And you can imagine 
um, you know, it's not an easy job. So I'm working 40 to 60 hours a week while taking care of the kids and doing schoolwork and all that stuff. And I got super burnt out and I felt like I was just doing everything that I could every day to kind of keep afloat and keep the site from not crashing. Um, and I'm proud to say that just three months ago, my husband was able to quit his job and stay home. And now he works with me on the site and the, um, the website supports us and our family. So, so now I'm finally able to get a marketing calendar, a place so that I can follow, you know, go, go on Google trends and figure out what people are searching for. And I use, um, brainstorm tools, which is, a an SEO, you know, search term thing. And so I use that to kind of gauge the search terms that I want to rank for. What's the name of that tool? Brainstorm tools. Brainstorm. That's the name of the tool? Yep. Okay. Brainstorm yep. tools. Okay. And it's a paid service. So I pay, I think it's $199 a year or something. Um, and so by not having a marketing calendar, I, you know, I wasn't utilizing my strengths as a writer to write the right things at the right time and try and not compete for the same keyword that 4,000 other people are competing for, but, you know, compete for a keyword that four people are, are bidding on and, um, and really, really working, working with it that way. You know, before I was just trying to keep afloat. So I hired a few virtual assistants to help me out. So now I have, I have five, actually five virtual assistants to help me. And what do they do? Those virtual assistants? Uh, I have one for social media. I have one that handles all the back end, um, you know, if something breaks on the back end of my site, he, he fixes all of that. Um, I have one girl that um, does all of the deal posting. Sorry, my daughter just came in. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I have, it's real. We keep yeah, it a real. That's what I'm all about, real, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and then I have one girl that does a lot of the affiliate deals. I have one girl that is handling, um, some Amazon deals and then one girl that's helping with, um, editing. And then we and, have me and my husband working. And how do you find these, uh, these people, these virtual assistants? Uh, a few of them were referred to me by friends that mm -hmm. were looking for more work. I kind of do refer, you know, word of mouth. Like I'll ask my friends in the same blogging space as me. Um, and you know, we, I say, you know, I'm looking for this. Does anybody know of anybody who's looking for work? And then I do Skype interviews to make sure that our personalities click and that, um, I can get their work ethic, you know, it, it makes sure they have a good work ethic and they know what they're doing. And, and then I'll hire them if I think they are. So, so I, that's how I hire them and find them. I've had a few people that have been like friends of a friend, um, so yeah, that's that's I pretty much word of mouth. Okay. Now, uh give me an idea about dealing with the kind of a roller coaster ride of being an entrepreneur. How, is it how how do you deal with that? Do you deal with that at all? Is that an issue for you? Has it become easier or more difficult? I definitely think it's uh it's definitely an issue. I think with the way that everything changes all the time, you just constantly have to be thinking of new things and coming up with different ideas and different ways to make money. Um, there were so many times, honestly, where I wanted to quit because I just couldn't, I couldn't keep up with, you know, as a coupon, like a, a blogger in the coupon and deal space, you just can't take a day off. There's, there's stuff, you know, we post 10 to 15 times per day. 
Um, doing and that. How come you didn't quit? Why? Why did you not quit? Because I always, because I was, I was so passionate, and I still am so passionate about teaching people to be smart with their money. And I, and our goal, you know, Mark. Mark is my husband's name. Mark and I have been thinking about him quitting his job for like two years. And I just knew that we could get there. And that was my goal. Like, you know, my husband, he worked um, almost an hour away. So he saw our children 45 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was it was just a, it was really, really hard on everybody. And so I wanted to be able to get to that income level and get enough savings, you know, so that we could we could really get him to stay at home and we could work together. So that was always my goal. Okay. Yeah. Now, you know, you have to be super efficient with your time with four, four small children. I have no idea how you do it, but it's <laughs> incredible. So tell me, what do you think is the biggest time waster for entrepreneurs? Oh goodness. There's so many. Um, I think the biggest time waster is comparison. Comparison. Tell me about that. I think that, I've heard, you know, I do some social media consulting on the side and the biggest complaint that I get from people is that they, you know, people are already saying what I have to say. And I always think that, yes, that's true, but it doesn't come out of your mouth. Everybody has a specific way to deliver a message and a specific way and a specific audience that likes them. And comparison can really steal your joy and it can steal your productivity if all you're doing is looking around at what everybody else is doing. And I, you know, I'm not a huge, like, you know, there's all these like huge blogging conferences that you can go to. And in the frugal, like mom blogger niche, there's like blog her, these, all these huge blogging conferences that you can go to. And I have just chosen to not go to them because I don't want to get wrapped up in that whole comparison thing. So I've kind of, I work with, with some, you know, I have some good friends in my same, in my same niche, but I kind of stick to myself and I do what I know that I'm good at and I do my own research and I work on that. So I think comparison can steal your joy, your productivity, and it can, you know, make you feel bad about what you're doing. So just do what you're good at. Know what your voice is and know that it only sounds that way through your mouth and then you're going to do a great job. Uh, if you would start all over again, if you if you went back to 2010, what would you do differently about I'm that lady or just running your own business? Um, well, I would start off. Hmm, let me think about that. I think that I wouldn't have tried to do it all by myself from the beginning. I would have tried to find somebody to help me, even if I felt like I couldn't afford it yet, because. Um, I, I just actually read this book, uh, by Chris Ducker, which is called virtual freedom. And in that book, it talks about working, not working so much in your business so that you can't work on your business. And I think I was so busy working in the business and, um, trying so hard to do everything myself and being, you know, really controlling over anybody touching any of my stuff in the business that I missed out on some really big opportunities. So I would have had somebody help me, you know, right from the get go. um, So that so that I had time to really do a lot more marketing and, and start off that way. So 
I'd like to ask you if if somebody came to you, maybe a, a good friend or somebody in your family that has a job now, but see your they see your success in your business, and they say, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur too. What would be the first thing that you would teach them to 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 make it to be successful? Hmm. I would say that you need to have a uh, a marketing plan when you start off. So, so many people just jump in and say, Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to jump in and start to be, you know, an entrepreneur. But I think you need to have a, a plan of attack. You know, why, what is your goal? What are you going to do? And then set up a marketing plan on what, what are you going to do in six months? What are you going to do in 12 months? And then backtrack and see, you know, all of the small little jobs that you have to do to get there. But I think so many people just fly by the seat of their pants and they don't prepare ahead of time that preparing ahead of time is is key to your success. Okay. Do you have any last words of wisdom uh, to share about either building something from scratch or just taking a business from from one level to the next level? I just think that people have to, to really view it as a business and think about, you know, seeing yourself as the CEO of let's say another business, like, are you doing a good job? I always think about that for me. Like, am I doing, if I was working for somebody else, am I doing a good enough job? And then, and then think about it that way. Um, would you fire yourself? So, so think about what you want to do, what you're passionate about. Think about, make sure that you're working hard enough, you know, for if you were working for somebody else, because sometimes people don't work hard enough for themselves because maybe they don't believe in themselves or believe that they can do it. But I think that they have to believe in themselves, set up that marketing plan, and then, you know, break it down into a lot of little steps for them to achieve it. So, uh, Lauren, how can people connect with you? Well, um, my website is IamThatLady.com. I'm also on Twitter, which is IamThatLady. And I have uh, Facebook.com slash I am that lady. And I also have a professional page, which is called thatladymedia.com. And that's where I do a lot of my social media consulting, uh, news segments. You know, if a media outlet is coming to look for me, uh, that's where they, I usually take them. Sounds good. And when your book comes out, uh, email me and uh, I, I'll put it in the show notes. So okay. just let me know. Great. Thank you. Uh, Lauren, thank you very much for sharing your story and be sure to check her out at I'mThatLady.com. Thank, thank you. you.